Young business leaders, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitake, and I want to welcome you to podcast number 123. Today is another exciting day as we have Mike Litney from Unity Cross. Uh, if you don't know Mike, Mike is the creator of Unity Cross and the Unity Heart. Beginning as a custom jewelry designer over 40 years ago, he handcrafted the wedding rings of hundreds, if not thousands, of brides and grooms. This inspired his vision to see the wedding experience redefined to emphasize the picture of the unity in marriage. Mike studied marketing at the University of Tulsa and holds and currently holds numerous patents and trademarks related to his creative inspiration for the premier product industry. He has created products for global retailers and ministries and has seen his designs touch lives in many nations. His passion is to shape the hope of the gospel through products with purpose, and his greatest dream is to leave a legacy of hope for generations to come. Mike, hello. If you don't mind, say hello to the audience and uh, tell them a little bit more about yourself. Hey, hello. I, I appreciate you be, uh, calling me and uh, let me be a part of this, Evan. Um, you know, every time I, I get asked to speak to, to, to a group or something, it's, it, it, it just humbles me because everything I've been through in life. Uh, I get people say, man, you've been through more than five people in one lifetime, you know? Um, you know, every time I turn around, God's picked me up and uh, it, it, it's been an exciting journey. Um, it, it's had mountaintops and it's had valleys and I wouldn't trade any of it. Uh, it's it, it shaped, the, the, the valley shaped me for the mountaintops and uh, every day is, is an exciting moment. Well, I appreciate you coming on. A friend of mine, Jeremy, I believe works for you. And uh, in some of my conversations with him, kind of through his uh, entrepreneurial journey, uh, he kind of talked about the organization and just how passionate he was about it. And then as we kind of got into conversations, like, I, I need to talk to Mike, I need to kind of get a better understanding of what Jeremy's talking about. So I'm excited uh, to have you on the podcast today. One of the things that I really want to do is give you an opportunity to kind of give the audience a little bit more background on who you are. When I first talked to you, you kind of talked about how you've had uh, definitely peaks and valleys in your entrepreneurial journey. So if you can tell everybody a little bit about kind of like what, what got you here today? Well, I, uh, first I want to say, yeah, Jeremy is fantastic. He's a godsend. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he, 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 he's not sitting here so I can say that. Um, you know, I, I, I look back uh, over my life. I mean, I'm 58 and uh, I've been an entrepreneur all my life. And I, when you look back, you know, hindsight's 2020, uh, but when you're going through the fire, you don't, may not know why. But, um, you know, I started as, as a, a jewelry designer when I was 12, really when I was 18 for real, and <laughs> um, began creating rings and got into the jewelry business, opened my first retail jewelry store when I was 22, um, had, had my first armed robbery when I was 23. Uh, guy came in, put a gun to my head. Uh, you see your life flash before you. Wow. And, um, you know, that was a shaping moment. Uh, stayed in the industry, uh, became a vendor to some of the largest retailers in, in the world. If I mentioned names, you would, you would know them. Um, you know, young, not real, uh, experienced, uh, made a ton of mistakes. Um, everybody always said, oh, my, my biggest pet peeve is when someone points the finger at someone else and says, well, it was their fault. <laughs> and you got, you got three or four pointing back at you if you use your thumb, you know. Um, I, I made so many mistakes, uh, went and lost everything, you know. Um, I was supplying the largest retailer in the world with jewelry products and uh, at the time. Um, one of the sayings I always have is if, if, if you're going to win the game, you've got to be on the field. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's people that are on the field making it happen. 
you're going to get hurt. You're going to get beat up. You're going to score. You know, uh, the people that are in the stands are watching it happen. You know, and they're, and they're the folks that it's okay. You know, God bless them. They're wonderful people, but they don't want to take the risks of an entrepreneur. Mm. And then there's people in life that are walking around the stadium going, what's happening? You know, um, and uh, I don't think God creates us to be a what's happening person. Uh, I, th- I think he creates us to to uh, find out why we were created, why we're here. Use that in, here while we're here to, to, to promote his kingdom, but but to also be an example for other entrepreneurs. But um, kind of fast forward 2005. Uh, had a major burglary where they came in and, you know, stole two TRTL 60 safes out of the back of my store wow. on Christmas Day night. Um, <laughs> I'm glad it was like not not three days before Christmas because everybody's Christmas presents were in there. But, you know, we, <clears throat> you know, due to the, the, the timing of the year, uh, again, we lost everything. I, I used my insurance money to, to take care of my customers, you know, because mm. I was had product in there and. Um, and, uh, you know, you pick up again and you keep going. And, but as I look back, I mean, that was just creating who I am today. You know, I could fast forward it right now and say, Hey, God's walking me down that a very familiar path. And it was a path that I had a lot of pain in in the past, but the doors are totally different and it's totally different now because of the experience and the wisdom that we've gained. So, uh, my advice to entrepreneurs are, you know, find why you're created Mm -hmm. and go for it. You know, if tomorrow morning I have this question, if tomorrow morning money didn't matter, what would you go do? And I don't mean go on vacation. I mean, what would you do to make a difference? What would you do with your life? And, uh, you know, get the answer. And, and don't tell me what your answer is because the answer is for you. And then, you know what I tell you? Go do it. Because mm-hmm. the money will come. You yeah. know, uh, if you're walking, you can toil in your talent all day long. But if you walk in the abundance of your gift, it's a totally different journey. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that. I, I definitely have some some questions, and and, and you're in sure. good company right now because uh, when you talked about when you got started, you were young and inexperienced, and I feel like that's really kind of the who this this podcast is targeted at. It's that person who's recognizing that we are young, we are inexperienced, but we're we're trying to kind of navigate our way through our entrepreneurial journey, our leadership journey, and really try to figure out in some cases what our purpose is, what our gifts are, what our talents are. Um, I have a quick question for you because I feel like you used gifts and talents as two separate things. So if you don't mind, can you differentiate what you mean by a gift and a talent? Sure. Talent is something that you can learn. You can kind of pick up. You can hone your talent. You've always heard of people saying, I'm honing my talent. I'm honing my mm-hmm. talent. And they're sharpening themselves down. Um, and, and you can make money. I'll use myself as an example. Okay. I was a retail jeweler. That was a talent. Mm-hmm. But my gift is is hearing hearing from from you know from God and, and putting together a design of jewelry that speaks His message that helps people. Mm-hmm. And and and, and where, when you walk in your gift, be it you know your gift may be you know it can be from flipping burgers to making jewelry to building houses. When you walk in your gift, God can use you. I always when I talk to youth groups, it's kind of like I always use the example: Hey, we are playing the game. You go in the room where all the, the energy packs are, right? Mm-hmm. Well, go that direction because that's where your energy is. That's where your gift is. And, um, you know, part of what, what I use myself as an example, don't do what I did. You know, I, I, I toiled in my talent for so long 
and I was talented. I could go, I can go to the biggest retailer, sell my product, get into their stores. But the biggest advice I can give to, uh, to the listeners is, is to make sure you surround yourself with people who've been there, mm-hmm. who are willing to be transparent and tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because most of these business organizations that you get, you know, everybody's, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Really? <laughs> you know, let's talk real. Um, I'm a real, I, I, I've had brain surgery twice. Uh, I get, I'm kind of real short and to the point. It's like, you know, let, let's talk real. How is it? How, mm-hmm. how are you doing? You know, what's going on? Um, but you walk in your gifting is, you know, I'll go back to your question is your talents is something that you can hone and, 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 and perfect and not perfect, but you know, you can get better at it, but a gift is something that comes to you so naturally and it's so easy and it works. And um, uh, let's use an elevator as an example, okay? You're standing on the 50th floor of the building and you're pushing the button waiting on the elevator. Your talent is opening that door. Mm-hmm. But if you open it before the elevator is there, what's going to happen when you step out, right? Your gift is, is being able to notice that the elevator has arrived and when the door opens, you walk through it mm. and then you're fine. And so... Um, you know, I, having the experience I've had uh, and the things that have gone on in my life, if I can help one person not be Mike in the, of the past, hey, that's what I'm here for. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I, I love talking about yeah. gifts and, and talents and really just talking about, I, I believe it kind of points towards purpose. Like what was, what was, what's the purpose that you Absolutely. were created for? And I believe everyone has a different one. And I think a lot of times we get hung up on looking at Mike's purpose or looking at uh, uh, Andrew's purpose or looking <laughs> at Jeremy's purpose. And whenever we're looking at other people's purposes, we get distracted and we get discouraged. And when we're in that situation, we're not in a situation where we can actually be working on growing ourselves because ultimately in order to figure out what your gifts are, you have to be uncomfortable. You have to take, you have to step out of that area of comfortability and try things and and attempt things that you wouldn't normally do. And I think that's why it's important, uh, like you said, to surround yourself with some of those people that have been there and done that because what they're going to do is they're going to take some of that fear out of stepping out. They're going to take some of that, uh, of those unknowns away so that when you are in that situation, you're mm-hmm. able to kind of leverage some of the experience that they have so that you can walk further. You talked about peaks and valleys in your, yeah. in your entrepreneurial career. What I view mentorship and what I view uh, guys like you as are bridges for, through those valleys. So mm-hmm. you can absolutely go through the valley and you can get to the other side of the mountain and that's help what defines the mountain. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to always go through the valley. In some cases, you can take a bridge that's going to shorten that distance and accelerate that process. Exactly. You know, you, you uh, used an example of, uh, you know, being on the tip of the spear, right? Yeah. As an entrepreneur, <clears throat> you know, um, you're always on the tip of the spear. There's usually when you're, you, you've got an idea and you're creating this concept and you know you've got to do it. I mean, you know in your heart. There's a difference between knowing in your heart and knowing in your head. Mm-hmm. If you know it in your head, you better kind of take take a step back. But it, but when it keeps coming at you, and it keeps coming at you, and it keeps coming at you, and you know in your heart, I need to go do this. You better go do it, even if no one's done it before. Because God may be wanting you to be the one that created it. I mean, I, I can think of several things in my life that he's used us to create that didn't exist before, right? Um, but being on the tip of the spear is 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 kind of important <clears throat> as an entrepreneur 
if you think about it, when you shoot an arrow at a target, if you look at the, the at the at the arrow head and the tip of the arrow head, and you and you look at the shaft and the feathers, if you look at the shaft and the feathers of those that are, are coming along with you, mm-hmm. and, and 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 where you've opened opened the, the the pathway through, the tip of the spear, the entrepreneur. Who, who, who creates new ideas, who's willing to step out and take risks and step out in faith, the tip of the spear has to be the strongest point of the arrow because when it hits the target, it has to pierce the target and open the hole so everything else can pass, pass through freely. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where I kind of feel like I've, I've probably been on the tip of the spear all my life and probably always will be. Um, I don't know if I'll ever be one of the people who, you know, someone else, cuts the hole open for me, you know, you know, God can, right. Mm-hmm. But, but from a standpoint of human, I, I don't know that. Um, and I'm okay with that. It's a very hard place. It's a very, sometimes it's lonely. Sometimes people think you're crazy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what, what are you doing that for? I mean, uh, because I felt like that's what God led me to do. And, and, uh, I mean, I've done it many times where every business mind in the city of Tulsa that I know says, Mike, you're crazy. Don't do that. If you do it that way. <laughs> If you do it that way, you know, do you know the, the ups and downs of all that? And I just know in my heart, hey, go do this. Mm-hmm. And and when I go do that, God opens the door, he parts the sea and you walk through. You know, when I do things that I think I need to do in my head, uh, that's when that's when it's a problem. You know, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's good to be surrounded with with people. Um, and when, another thing you kind of referenced was, um, you know, being around People, entrepreneurs, or young—they're trying to find their way. <clears throat> One of the biggest things that I could—I could just, just tell you: don't look for approval from man. Mm-hmm. Don't look for approval from man because they're man. They're just like you. Mm-hmm. They put their shoes on every morning just like you do. They may have experience and wisdom, glean their wisdom, glean their experience. But if you know you're supposed to do something a certain way, find out as much wisdom as you can and go forward. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about that a little bit because I feel like that's that, that's probably like the hardest part, right? Because you want to be validated. You want to have that confirmation that you're going in the right direction. You uh-huh. have this holy unrest, if you will, that's basically mm-hmm. saying, I know I need to do this. I have this nagging feeling inside of me that yep. I need to go out there and I need to achieve. But then you start taking those steps and you start hearing – the nose. You start hearing that it's too difficult. It's too expensive. You're crazies. Mm-hmm. How, how do you kind of stay, cause you've been through that. How do you stay motivated through that? And when do you start to see your confirmation? So you're like, because at some point, right, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But like, where do you start to see like, okay, I'm in, I'm in my lane. I'm doing what I was created to do. I'm operating in my gifts. Okay. It, 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 it's, it's the most easy, difficult thing you can do. <laughs> Um, it's called let go and surrender. Uh-huh. And I'll give you an example of that in a minute. Okay. Uh, please remind me. Um, I'm writing it down right now. But, you know, I, you're talking to the guy who looked for man's approval for so long. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I have this, had this great idea and I flew all over the country looking for people to, to come alongside, looking for people to come alongside looking for people to come alongside. And it's usually, you know, can we raise enough funds to do this? Can we, you know, and uh, God sat back and let me do it. And he said, when you're ready and you want to hear from me, I'll speak to you. Yeah. And, love and, love and, is patient. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, 
too many people, uh, myself included, in the past was when you when you sit down and say, "Okay, God," and I'm I'm going to go. What you see is me. What you get. Ready? So here you go. When you sit down before God, we we do all the talking. Sometimes it's better just to be quiet and listen. You know, and that and that's where He can pour into you. Um, but uh, you know, I chased after man's approval for so long. And it wasn't in a prideful way. It was just, man, they know what they're doing. They've done yeah. it. Look how successful they are. Well, you know, the best partner around is God. Okay. I mean, if he's going to tell you how to do it, I mean, I can tell you our company started in my garage 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I barely had the money to scrape together enough to buy the first small shipment to get it started. Mm. I made commitments that I knew I was supposed to make for advertising and marketing and knew I would have to be successful to pay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it just started because I knew I was in the right place. Um, I did what I was, I felt led to do. And, uh, and now today, you know, we've, we've got 15,000 square foot of warehouse and we, we ship that first order out in about six days now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And 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 God has grown the company, and there's other opportunities that He's that He's given us. And uh, I mean, and they're hard decisions. It's a journey, you know. You don't arrive. Uh, the day you arrive is the day you stand before Him, and He says, "Well done." And that's and you know, and 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 that's all you. While we're here, we're supposed to 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 really seek after is just here. Well done, you know. Don't worry about man. Don't worry about you know. If you're married, listen to your spouse. Your spouse is, is, is you know, that's why God puts you with that person, right? Mm-hmm. But from an outsider, uh, any any outsiders, they're all going to have an opinion. And, you know, they if they confirm what's in your heart, that's one thing. But if it's just totally off the wall, you better go back and, and, and get on your knees and be quiet for a while. Because you don't want to be Mike. You don't want to go down the wrong path mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and, and lose everything because of it, you know, because, you know, God's not going to allow things to happen, but he will, we do have free will. He will sit back and let us run and play, you know, until we're ready to, you know, be serious. Well, you said that you were going to give me an example of letting go and surrender. So I'd love, I'd love to hear that because I feel like that's for, for us as men, especially, right. We want to, we want to hold on to it. We want to define ourselves by the things that we do. That's where we feel like our worth and values are when we're getting started. And hopefully at some point you, you kind of grow beyond that and you realize the role of stewardship in your leadership. But I think until you get to that point where, you know, you've depended on yourself all the way to this point and you recognize that just because you're at that point doesn't necessarily mean that you got yourself there. And at some point in order for you to really grow, you have to recognize (laughs) that it's really not you in control anyway. Right. You can't carry that load yourself anyway. So at some point you need to, you need to to say, you know, I'm, I'm just a steward here. Right. But I think in the beginning, it's really easy to get caught up in the, I need, I need to hold onto this tightly because if, Mm -hmm. if I'm not a part of it, it's not going to work. And I think what you're saying is if you release it, Mm-hmm. And and oh, more or less steward it and and allow God to do what He's going to do. It's a it's a different scenario. Absolutely. Um, you know, anytime I get a chance to talk to any kind of business people or anything, I always I always get. I mean, I've had brain surgery twice. I've lost everything twice. Everything's twice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I will. I, I'm a little more straightforward. 
And I'll, I'll just simply say this, whose business is it anyway? Yeah. And then just go silent. Is it yours? Or did he give it to you? Mm-hmm. And if you realize steward, what stewardship is, you're stewarding something God gave you. And if you're going to serve him, what does servants own? Nothing. Of their master's product, what do they own? Nothing. Zero. It's not yours anyway. So all you want to do is in the, in the end is here, well done, my good and faithful servant, mm-hmm. which is stewardship. And you want to steward it. And, you know, I have the example of, uh, of letting go is I always tell people, don't be Mike. <clears throat> they look at me and go, what? No, I say, yeah, don't be Mike. It took me 15 years to let go. Uh-huh. I mean, God was showing up on my doorstep. Okay. Showing me things that just, it, it would, it would grow hair back on my head. Right. <laughs> and I, w- I'm, I was like the one that went kicking and screaming, you know what I mean? Yeah. My heels in. And it took me 15 years to let go. And so you think about it this way. If you remember, if you, if you, you, you look back in, into the Bible and Jesus is on the water and he says, Hey, Peter, walk to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Peter hops out of the boat. He's holding on to the side of the boat. How long did it take him to let go? It's a split second decision that could take you a lifetime to make. Yeah. Don't take 15 years like Mike did. Because when you hold on to the boat, you trust the boat more than you trust him. Mm. And if you've ever been on the outside of a boat in a lake and it's a wavy lake, what happens to you when you're holding on to the side of the boat? You're getting beat up against the boat. Yeah. It's a split second decision that could take a life, you know, it can take a lifetime. Don't be Mike. Don't take 15 years. It took me 15 years to finally let go and use the things he's created me to be. I mean, even to this day, today, <clears throat> I've got a major licensing deal being offered to me out of New York. And it sounds great and it is great. And it could be a really good deal, mm-hmm. right? But I, I don't know. I, I was, I, it wasn't the, the, the license agreement. They wrote it in my favor. It was the most crazy thing you've ever seen, right? And uh, I'm still struggling. Why, why, am I, why do I not want to let go of it? It's a lifetime of work. Mm. Why am I? Why, it's not mine. I know it's not mine. Why am I, why am I struggling? Why am I struggling to let go? And because and, uh, I know the people are good. The, the contracts are good. I mean, it all looks good. Why am I struggling? Even God himself in my, in my prayer time said, let go of it. It's not true. Okay. <laughs> so why was I struggling? It was a, it was a, it was a heart issue. Mm. It, it, it was because it's those products, those designs, those messages that, that he has had us create that no one's seen yet. They're, they're about to see it. We're about to launch it. It's, it's that that he used to save me. Hmm. Saved me out of the out of the darkness. He saved me out of the bondages. He pulled me back up and put me back on my feet again. Over twenty years, and I'm about to hand it off to someone. And it's wrong of me. I mean, I've seen people look at the design of a necklace, okay, fall to their knees, cry, and say he loves me, and they accept Christ right there, and then they die a month later. So if it's mine to, if it should be mine just to give away. Because it's not mine, it's his. Yeah. And, and so I look at it as that was selfish of me. You know, 
even in my experience and wisdom and everything I've walked through, the journey still goes on. You know, you have to be able to trust him and know, okay, he's done this for you. He's used, he's used you. He's used the work of your hands to do this. Let him take it to someone else. Yeah. You know, so let go. I view a lot of that as as like maybe some of the smaller journeys that you've had, the small the things you look back now, like you said, your hindsight's more twenty twenty on it, and you're like, man, that was such a small decision at the time, but in the moment it felt felt really big. But I think Absolutely. what happens is as you're going through that, you're you're working towards the larger decisions, and this might be the largest decision that you've ever had to make. But the good news for you is. <laughs> <laughs> that you have the history yeah. of of God showing up every single time, and yet you still question it. And I think that yeah. just admitting that I think is important for for guys like me to hear because it's like so. For example, I talked to Mark Green a, a while back, and and sure. I talked to him about like when they decided to sue the federal government, uh, which would ultimately put them out of business if they decided to do so. Right. Uh, and uh, I, I just said, you know, you're a multi billion dollar enterprise, and you're staffing thousands and thousands of people and you went and you made a decision like this that you know it was it was i understand why you did it but at the same time like how could you sleep like there's just so much stress and he just said you know very similar this is not mine this is I've, i've been put in this role as a steward to run this thing and god's put me in this position and he's been there every single time that i've needed him and i know that he wants me to do this and he'll be there and he had and he had that but he did admit that you know through time there there it was a struggle because you know sure. he he had to stand in front of his family and say we could we could lose it all and that's right i think the 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 benefit that you have is that you've seen the times that you have let go and you've you've seen what god's able to do with that and i think that hopefully we can encourage people that haven't let go yet that it if you do let go and you do recognize that it's not all about you it's not that you're not the 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 uh, the most important part of the process, sure. and you 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 instead of point to yourself, you 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 essentially reflect uh, right. when you do something like that. Then it, it can be so much larger than you ever anticipate. Yeah, you know, I can let me fan on that just a little bit. Um, uh, coming from someone that took 15 years to let go, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, this uh, even Jeremy said this the other day. He said, "Mike, this is probably the biggest decision you've ever made in your life." Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it is. Um, and you know, God said, "Let it go." <clears throat> he, you know, a friend of mine said, "You know, have a prayer time with your wife." And and I know that how God speaks to my wife is when she's waking in the morning, right? So we had this prayer time, and the next morning she woke up and she said, "Mike, God just told me to, for you to let it go." <laughs> okay, and so. I, when I finally realized why I was struggling, mm-hmm. he showed, I was sitting there at dinner with some friends. This just happened the other night. Okay. Oh. Um, I'm sitting there with some friends and I realized why I'm struggling is because it's what he used to save me. It was so easy to go, oh, I've got to let this go. He could, he could, he could save someone else. Right. Right. No sooner did I do that. He he gives me, you know, have you ever been to a Christian concert and, and, and the, uh, you know, the, the guy says, hey, man, God downloaded this song in my heart in 10 minutes. Y'all want to hear it? And he yeah. starts playing the song, right? That's what he does with me with, with, with jewelry designs and, and art designs. No sooner did I 
say that. About two hours later, he downloads a cross called Rescue, a cross called Remembrance, one called The Bridge. Just boom, boom, boom. He said, this is your gift. You hear me create these. It speaks the message. I mean, I'm going to tell you, the people in New York uh, that are licensing this product um, are wonderful people. I mean, they are salt of the earth. Um, uh, if they aren't believers, they're about to become believers, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, they're wonderful people, and, and they see the message. And when they took it to this other company that supplies all the majors that you would know the names if I mentioned them, um, they turned down 97% of what they see. The owner of the company saw it and said, haven't seen anything like it in 20 years. And we won't want to do it. But, and, and that's because it's a God thing. Mm. Uh, we have to realize it's not my, if we don't let go, this is something yeah. you said a minute ago, I just finally go, I will tell you what will happen. If you don't let go, he will still get the job done. Right. He will. He will just use someone else. Uh -huh. And I don't think. I, I don't want him to use someone else. I would rather. I, I want to experience the joy and the happiness that it brings to create these pieces that change people's lives, and uh, you know, just send out the message that goes with them, and uh, you know, um, and just watch God work. Yeah. I took a Bible study when I was really young, and all it said was, hey, find where God's working and go get involved, right? And <laughs> like, yeah. so so I see I see him working, and, and I just want to be involved, you know? Uh, and he brings me, you know, great people around me. Our, my team is very small, but yet it's all we need, and, it, and it, they're, fa they're fantastic people. Hmm. Uh, um, I want people that are walking with me because they're here in their heart not in their mind. If mm -hmm. someone wants to be part of my business or, you know, work with me or do whatever, and it's all, all from their head, I don't care how good it looks. I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it has to be uh, all I, th that this, this is all that talent gift thing. When you're walking in your gift and the people that are around you are there because their heart says, I want to be there, then you're golden. Yeah. You know, I've experienced <laughs> it the other way. Trust me. So, well, I love talking about this this kind of stuff because this is actually something I, I spoke about a long, I was probably a long time ago. It was last year, uh, and and I call kind of like the what you're calling your your first fifteen years. That that's your plan A. Plan A is is your alpha plan. It's it's you. You're you're the source of all the ideas. You are right. the success. Everything points to you. Um, and the the thing about plan A is you can be successful in plan A. It's not that plan A is a inherently evil plan. There's a lot of people that, that operate right. in plan A and plan Absolutely. A can give you success. Uh, can we say plan A is your talent? Uh, we could say plan A is your talent. I think that's, okay. Okay. I think that's All fair. Right. I think that's fair to say because, Go because ahead. you can hone it. You can get into a, a situation where let's say, for example, you're really good at math. And so mm -hmm. you, you, a teacher tells you, Hey, I think you should be an accountant. You're like, you're right. I'm good at math. I should be an accountant. That's a talent. Right. You get into it and you, every single day you work in that talent and you come home sure. and you're absolutely miserable. And you're right. like, well, I'm good at this, but I don't understand why I'm, I'm not fulfilled. I don't understand why I don't, I don't have peace. I don't understand why I don't feel purpose in the job that I do. That's plan right. A. The other thing right. about plan A is that when, uh, when something goes wrong, which in, inevitably in life, there is peaks and valleys. When you hit the valley, there's nobody else to, to there's no one else to depend no. on. You're, you're it. <laughs> you're it, bud. So, so the, 
So the pressure is just as strong at the bottom as, as the success is at the top. Right. So then there's plan B. And plan B is not just the letter B. It's the le- it's B-E. It's be what God created you to be. Be in your purpose. Be in the gifts uh, that God has created in your life. But plan B is not always the, the, the first plan that we pick. Uh, but it, plan B is also we're second. We're, we're not the primary person in the role that we're in. We are now a steward in the in the in the business that we're in in the leadership role that we're in in the product right. in the in the industry and whatever else and a lot of people feel yeah. like plan b is not the plan that we should take but what i would say is when you when you're trying to differentiate when you're in your talents or when you're in your gifts ask yourself am i am i pursuing plan a does this give me glory does this make me feel more inflated and, and define my success by what i'm doing or is it plan B where it's, I'm a steward of this and, and, I'm, I'm, and I'm operating with my gifts of what God created me to do so that I can point back to him and say, not because of me, myself, did this thing happen. It's because uh, of God and, and what he's been able to do in my life. And there's so much peace in right. that. There's so much um, fulfillment in, in that. And ultimately, when you're in plan B, you're in a position where you can help other people because you're not in in plan a you're competing against everybody plan a you have you have to be the alpha you cannot be in a situation where you bring people along because they're a threat to you in plan b when you're in stewardship now you're in mentorship now you're helping other people now you're you're bringing many people together and helping them get to what they were created to be as opposed to it it all being about you and you against the world Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've written I've written one book. I'm in the process of writing a second one. Um, And um, I tell you that to say, you know, I've read I've read uh, four books in my life. Right. (laughs) And one's Uh, your own. I read mine twice. Yeah. Well, I had to read one of them. My first one twice because it was having to go through all the edits and everything. Of course, you don't want me editing a book. Right. Uh, And. There was a, there was just a couple of books I've read and I, you know I've read I read the Bible partially I can't I'm not going to say oh I've read the Bible front to back because I haven't I mean I I I, I know the word I'm in the word um, God brings the word back to my memory more than I've read it you know um, but um, I, I tell you that to say you know well we're and we're writing a second book and I'm not even I've, I've got a perfect person helping me with that but I'm not I'm not here to tout a book but I want to can I can I mention a, an author that helped yeah, me absolutely. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna set the stage though. When I'd lost everything working with the major retailer, uh, I mean, I was in such, I, I I you know I wasn't you know I wasn't an evil person, but you know you just do things wrong, right? Then you and you get into bondages, um, you know, and 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 then and the devils just start sucking you down, right? Well, I'm a, I'm a night owl, and and I was in such mental state of saying, gosh, you know, I've got to find an answer. I've got to find an answer. Well, God used Christian TV to pull me up out of the, <laughs> you know, out of, and this, of course I'm 58. This goes back a while, right? It's goes back to 1999. And, um, every night, I mean, the different, whoever I was watching on TV, man, it was like, God was saying, Hey Mike, by the way, you know, he's just speaking to me. Right. <clears throat> well, somebody handed me a book and said, Mike, I want you to read this book. Uh, and it's, and it's by a guy named John Bevere. Mm-hmm. And it's called mm-hmm. Driven by Eternity. You ever read it? I have not. I know John Bevere, but I've not read that book. Okay, okay. This is one of his older books. You need to read Driven by Eternity. Because it really is where God, when I let go, he used that to tell me why I was letting go. And and, it, and it's all about your purpose. And 
and I'll, I won't go through the whole book, but there's this one scene in the book that you kind of put yourself into, you know, you know, you, 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 you know, God's called you home and you're sitting in this room and you're about to go sit before him because we're all going to sit before him and we're going to answer for everything we did. And is it, a, you know, were we a good steward or what, you know, and, I, and you've got these ideas, you had these ideas that, that, that were in your mind, right? And, and did you, did you act on them or not? Did, did you step out? Were you, were, were you not afraid to let go and step out onto the water? You know, that you've got to step out onto the water when you know you're hearing from your heart. I'm just mm-hmm. telling you that. <clears throat> so in this, in, the, in this portion of the book, it's talking about you're, you're there and you're sitting in, in this room. And I will use me as an example, okay? Uh, and a, I was a jeweler, okay? And that wasn't what God created me to do. God created me to be a Christian artist, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there reading the newspaper, and the guy steps up and goes, uh, Mike, the, the Christian artist. And I'm reading the newspaper because, you know, that's not me. I'm Mike the jeweler, okay? <laughs> uh, Mike, the Christian artist, uh, he, he's ready for you now. No, that's not me because I'm, I'm I was a jeweler, right? Uh, hey, Mike, with the newspaper, I'm talking to you. Mm. He'll see you now. Mm. <clears throat> and you're going, Christian artist, I was a jeweler. What do you mean? And you walk into the room and you're sitting before the Father. And he starts going over everything in your life. And he says, you know, Mike, and this is for the Christians, okay? This is for Christian believers, all yeah. right? Because this exists in the church because I, I, I was this, this way. He goes, Mike, he goes, you know, you really did a good job. You served on all the committees, you know, uh, you were there in Sunday school and you did, you know, you went through all the motions, you were at church on Sundays, you know, and you gave, you know, and, and, and that's all good. You know, the 3,460 people that were touched by what you did are here today because of that. Mm-hmm. But you were Mike the jeweler. But can I share with you, if you would have been Mike the Christian artist, it would have been so different. Mm-hmm. But the three million four hundred and sixty nine thousand two hundred and seventy five people that would have heard me through your art are lost because you walked in your talent instead mm-hmm. of following what I created you to do. You can come on in, you know, you're a believer and you're coming in, but you know, I just had so much more for you if you just would have heard me and trusted me Mm -hmm. and set that book changed my life. It was like, okay, I get it because I was in a point where I needed to let go. And again, I'm, I'm a, I'm a jewelry guy. I I owned a jewelry store here in Tulsa for years. I don't have a jewelry store today. I have Mm -hmm. a website that sells unity cross products for weddings that speak his, his covenant marriage. Mm Mm-hmm. We're, we're about to launch a jewelry line. Now. It, it's now, now is the time. I walked in my talent being a retail jeweler, making rings for people and making them happy. Mm-hmm. Instead of walking in my gift, creating products that speaks his message that he could use to change their life. Mm-hmm. So that split second decision that can take a lifetime. If you hear it in your head, it's probably not it. You need to learn to hear from your heart. Mm-hmm. And if you can hear from your heart, you are golden. You, 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 he will be, and, and you know, some people say, well, you know, I keep feeling like I'm supposed to do this. You know, and you see him again, you know, I, I haven't done that, but I keep feeling like I'm supposed to do this. Well, maybe he's telling you to go do this. Right? Go do it. 
So it, it, if it was easy, everyone would do it. I promise you. I don't mm -hmm. hold I don't hold the master uh, degree on on how to do it. I can just share what I've been through. I can just share where I've been and where we're going. And if that encourages someone to 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 reach out, the, the most important thing is if you can just learn to hear his voice mm -hmm. and he will tell you why you're here and he will put you on a path to serving him in whatever vocation that is. And, and then run, just run that direction. Don't stop. Don't don't pass go. Don't worry about the 200 bucks. Just keep going mm -hmm. because that's where he wants you. And I promise you, not only will he provide for you, but you you will experience his grace and his glory in people's lives like you've never seen before. Mm -hmm. We can talk for hours. I can tell you stories, emails I get of people receiving Christ at a wedding because, you know, Uncle Johnny, who was the, the alcoholic drug abuser of the family, saw us put together the cross, heard the meaning, went forward, asked the pastor to pray with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, again, the, the, the lady, this is actual happening. Uh, you know, I was struggling and my wife said, I want to go give this lady one of my, one of your crosses. It's called the resurrection cross. Um, yeah, because she always comments on it and I'm like, Oh honey, do we have to do that? Oh yeah. Damn. <laughs> we have to give it to her. <clears throat> I said, I'll give it to her. Do I have to go? Yes. You have to go. So we get in our cars and we drive and, it, and it's in a, it's in a, it's in a not so good part of town and that's okay. That didn't bother me. Uh, there's fences that say beware of dog. You know, you've been in the, those neighborhoods. Yeah. And and I'm okay with that. But when I walked in, I saw this simple house and, and, and this and this simple lady. And we brought her a gift and we were you know brought her some you know cookies for Christmas and stuff. And and when she opened that cross, she fell out of her chair onto her knees. And she goes, He loves me. He loves me. I've always wanted this because of what it is. He loves me. And right there, we were able to pray with her. And she knows who's she knows whose she was at that moment. Right. We have to we have to learn whose we are. A month later, she passed away. Hmm. That was not only for her, but it was for me. I had to realize that yes, my gift is what he wants me to do. Um, no matter. Sometimes what it seems like, keep going, be on the tip of the spear, don't stop. As long as you know you're following him, he's not going to let you drown. Um, but just just chase after that. And as an entrepreneur today, in today's culture more than anything, the world needs godly Christian businessmen who stand up and take a stand and, and, and operate their company on Christian principles. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I just got off the phone a minute ago with somebody who, who was talking about how, you know, they just went to work for another guy. And it, it was a blessing because the guy does things, what I call, uh, behind closed doors. He, he goes in and kind of like what we do with our nonprofit. We go in and we dissect things. We go, okay, oh, so-and-so needs help. And, and I call a couple of business people. We put together what they need and, and it's delivered to them. We mm -hmm. don't put our name on it. I don't want my name on it. Call it Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, but it's more just being a servant and being a steward and your life's going to be fantastic. Don't be my, don't hold on for 15 years. Yeah. Let go the split second decision that we all have to make. Well, I think we're talking about two different mics though, because I feel like maybe don't be the, 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 the last 15 year mic, but yeah. I think that there's a mic now that maybe that we don't necessarily want to steer, steer away. Cause Mike's telling me, don't be Mike. And at some point I got to listen to yeah. one of the mics. Of the 
Yeah. So, yeah. but I, I think, it, yeah, because because uh, I think that there's a, a lot that that can come from that, and I, I think ultimately, if we can build that bridge and shorten that distance between the the, the peaks, the different peaks, uh, maybe pointing to old Mike helps build that bridge. And yes. so, but I think at the same time that valley makes the peak of the mountain that much higher. And I, I think it's important for people to, to, to have some valleys in their life. And I, I, that kind of goes back in the beginning of figuring out your gift is, you know, recognizing that, you know, you're going to, you're going to have to put yourself out there. You're going to have to try things uh, that are uncomfortable because if you don't do that, you're never going to completely understand what your gifts are. You, you, exactly. you're, you're, you're not going to know what you're capable of until you, put yourself out there. And I think a lot of times people just say, you know, these are the things that I'm good at. These are the things that I've done. That's it. This is, this is what I have to choose from. And I I think ultimately if you can awaken and inspire people through, whether it be a Christian artist or whether it be through uh, marketing or finance or whatever it is, but, but broadening people's vision of what their future can be, I think is just as important as being a mentor to them. Right. And I appreciate you saying that because Mike of the past, yeah, don't be Mike of the past. Don't be Mike of the past. Mike of the Mike of the now. It knows he's still on the journey. Yeah. But I know I know whose I am. Yeah. And the decisions we make and the things that we do um, are, are 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 okay. I'm, I'm I'm I can put my head on the pillow at night and sleep and not worry about it um, and know that. But at the same time, as an entrepreneur, you're you're going to put yourself out there. I mean, yeah. Right now, with the deal we're doing, uh, you know, <laughs> just to be real transparent, about three months or four months ago, God said, you're going to risk it all. Uh. <laughs> and I'm like, risk it all? Uh, okay, no worries. It's yours, God, right? And so it goes sign the dotted line. And, you know, it, 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 anything easy is not worthwhile. Anything worthwhile is not easy. Yeah. Those entrepreneurs, I believe God raises up entrepreneurs that with gifts for his kingdom. And if you are an entrepreneur and, 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 and you're hearing this, listen, you're, you're going to make mistakes. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. You're going to make mistakes. But the way I say it, if you make a mistake purposed for a godly, pur- for a godly purpose, don't you think he's going to be there to help you, help you? Absolutely. We're human. Mm-hmm. It, it's not a straight path. It, it's going to have some curves and swirls. But, you know, go after it. But find people with like hearts and like minds that can help you, you know, with when you have the question, well, what do you do when? Mm-hmm. When I lost everything, that's all I wanted to hear was somebody tell me, what do you do when? And, and no disrespect to the accountants and the attorneys that are out there, but none of them did. Yeah. We were dealing with, we were dealing with the biggest retailer in, in, the, in the world at that point who had attorneys from here to the other side of the world, right? Um, they, they treated us wrong. They did things wrong. I made all the mistakes. I, I was just naive and said, oh, they're going to do business the way I do. Uh-uh. Yeah. And, and, and that's not faulting them. I'm faulting me. Um, but, uh, you know, I get phone calls all the time. Hey, I'm, I'm fixing to have a contract selling this company. I'm going, oh, really? Can we talk? <laughs> you know? <clears throat> and, um, you know, there's just, there's just experience and, 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 and wisdom is, not just knowledge. Wisdom is is being able to have the knowledge to use the experience that you've had in life. Mm. And, um, you know, we, we just feel very blessed to be here. Um, every day it's a journey. It's not easy. You know, you get you kind of you kind of think about it four or five times before you do it sometimes. But 
you know it's right and you stick your neck out and, and, you, and you've got to put yourself out there. I think that's how you put it. You've got to put yourself out there. And I encourage any entrepreneur, if you've got an idea or a concept that you know keeps coming back to you in your heart, not something you've created in your brain because it didn't work for me that way. Yeah. Maybe it works for them, but it didn't work for me that way. Um, if he keeps putting it in front of you, maybe, maybe, maybe you ought to ask him, is this what I'm supposed to do? Yeah. And then do it, you know? So, um, but that's, you know, that, that's, that's up to the person, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't know that we've done unity cross justice and we've talked about it a lot. I if you totally can okay. tell, tell everyone a little bit about what it is, because I, when I first heard about it, I was like, ah, okay, what? And then yeah. somebody explained it to me. So if you can, I mean, we're, we're talking about a product here that, that's used yeah. at weddings, but if you can give a little bit of history of, of what it is. Well, what happened on unity cross was, you know, I was coming out of losing everything the second time from that burglary and and uh, I'm a CAD designer. I was probably one of the first jewelry CAD designers this side of the Mississippi. Mm. Um, I was one of the first jewelry CAD designers that had a 3D printer this side of Mississippi, okay? Except for maybe a few in LA. This goes back into 1999. And, wow. Um, <clears throat> you know, God just said, I'm gonna use your hands, man. And I would get angry. I'd walk around the block, you know, at night with nothing in my hands. I didn't even have a wedding ring on, you know, because. I'd, I'd probably sold the gold just to make sure we paid our our electric bill, right? Yeah. I'd look at my hands and say, what do you mean? There's nothing in my hands. He goes, what I have for you is in your hands. So I was sitting at a wedding um, back in probably 07, and um, I'd already experienced God speaking to my heart of how to design things. And, you know, there was a there was a cross that raised a lot of money for a, as, a, as, a, as a thank you gift for a major ministry across the country. I mean— in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. I didn't have that. It was mm -hmm. the work on my hands, right? Mm -hmm. So I knew God's voice. And he said, I'm sitting there after a wedding, they're taking all the pictures, and he goes, hey, you need to get out your pencil. I want you to draw something real quick. And, go, and they're taking down the, you know, all the candles and everything, and the people have done a unity candle, and the, and the people taking it all apart blew out the, the candle they lit. And he said, that candle represented their covenant. I want you to create something that they can take home that lasts a lifetime mm -hmm. in there that shows my part in the covenant. And so I, I at that point I was hanging out at Panera Bread a lot, you know, on Sunday afternoon. I said, I told my wife, I said, Hey, I'm going, I gotta go do something. <laughs> and I said, if you need me, I'll be at Panera. <laughs> so a uh, little plug for Panera Bread. Uh, um, they did have great strawberry scones. I don't know what happened to them. Anyway, um, so I'm sitting there and I draw this up and I create this sculpture sculpture and it's a cross sculpture and there's a piece for the groom and there's a piece for the bride and they won't stand independently of each other, but together they complete the cross and the two mm -hmm. become one. And there's three pegs that they lock in it, you know, in the name of the father, son, and the Holy spirit, what God has put together, let no man take apart. So I, I three printed this cross and I painted it. Right. And I said, man, I know this gal I'm making a ring for right now. She is one of the nicest people, but the most picky person I've ever seen in my life, right? <laughs> I made this ring for her. I probably remade the CAD design. If I made it 10 times, I made it 20, right? I didn't care. She was golden, but she, we just couldn't get there. We finally did. Yeah. I'm going to call her, and I'm going to show her this. She had already gotten married. So I met at the Starbucks at 96th Street. Uh, in Riverside, and I yeah. at that time I had a had a uh, I don't know some type of SUV that had a hatchback on it, right? And I said, "Hey, I just want to show you something. Tell me what you think." Mm -hmm. 
And so she and her husband are standing there and it's nighttime. I mean, they met me there like, I don't know, nine o'clock at night. I don't know. <laughs> Were you wearing a giant trench coat at the time? <laughs> yeah, I was like, like, hey, hey. want to buy, buy a watch? Uh, <laughs> and so I turn around and I start putting this this cross together and there's a piece for the groom and it's outline of it's the outer piece of the cross and it's outlined and it represents, you know, the groom's responsibility to God to protect his family and raise them in a Christian home and to love and honor his wife. Mm. And at that point, he takes that piece of the cross and puts it in the base that it stands in. It's a sculpture. Mm-hmm. And then there's a piece that's, you know, kind of feminine looking curls and swerves. And, and, I, and, I, and I said, in the, in the, in the, that, the next thing is the pastor holds this up and says, God created woman to support his man. And she's multifaceted and she is smart and she is, you know, strong and she supports him in all of the things that he does. And the bride takes her piece and puts it into the middle of his and the, it completes the cross and the two become one. Mm. It creates a single cross. And then I then I hold up the three pegs and the pastor holds up the three pegs and talks about how, you know, th- these pegs represent the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And what God has put together, let no man take apart. And the couple inserts the pegs. And when I turn around, the young lady has tears running down her face. And she's like bawling her head off. I didn't even hear her because I was into telling her the story. Yeah. And she said, if I had that, I would have used it in a heartbeat. And that's when God said, Mike, this is it. Let's go. And since then, we've created multiple different Unity Cross styles uh, that, that get you to the same point, but maybe a different way of getting there. Um, if you go to the website, unitycross.com, you can see them. Uh, there's YouTube videos and things. And, um, you know, God gave me a patent on that. It was, the, it was my patent attorney said that was the fastest he's ever seen a utility patent come back. Wow. Um, <clears throat> it came back ultra fast, which was crazy. Um, we created a unity heart that shows two hearts becoming one held together by, by their faith in God. And, um, that, that we've been doing that for over 10 years and, you know, usually products don't make it in the industry for 10 years, yeah. you know, and, and we're still going strong and we keep growing and we keep creating, you know, God keeps giving me different ideas for different designs and concepts. Uh, there's one with a nail in the middle of it. That's just the story just blows my mind. Um, but, uh, he gives me things that remain relevant and, um, now we're about to launch out and start using all of our jewelry products. Uh, people will see it. We're going to launch it. Uh, it's going to be quite unique. It's a, uh, everybody I've told about it has said, man, that that's, that's never been done before. And I'm going, yeah, that's kind of what, what I always do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope I'm hearing from God because we're, we're, we're putting this together, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be kind of a e-commerce meets brick and mortar. Um, okay. it, it, and it's going to launch, uh, probably mid October. Um, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll probably see it on, on, uh, our Facebook page and social media and you'll hear it on uh, a lot of the uh, media around Tulsa. And, um, it's just a way to get his word out, you know, um, at the end of the day, when the sun sets, um, like I said, I'm, I'm not independently wealthy. I'm not some of these guys that belong to some of these organizations that run around with millions of dollars in the bank. Uh, the, the neighborhood we live in is a very nice neighborhood, but I'm like the clampets without the oil there. <laughs> We were just blessed, you know, to get there. And um, so all this has to work as an entrepreneur. That's how how I look at it. This has to work. Right. But he's opening some doors that man can't close. And um, I just we are working people just like your average entrepreneur. I encourage you learn to hear 
just sit and listen. If you if you just have to sit quietly with a pen and a paper, mm-hmm. don't say just say I'm here and just sit and listen. And, and you may sit there for an hour or two and not hear anything, and finally you hear him, and it's not because he's not speaking; it's because you're not listening. Um, but if you can just find out whose you are, your life will change in a heartbeat, and 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 your purpose will will come online, and you'll be in your lane. And you will walk a journey that is so amazing that you just cannot believe it. And he will put things that are in your path that are bigger than you ever could have imagined. Um, And that's why I tell you, I'm I'm a working guy. Things that are happening for us are so much bigger than we could ever imagine. Is it going to be financially good? I I sure hope so. I'm not not worried about that. I do have to work for a living. But it's more about what it will do for people, what, you know, what, what can it do to, to reach the lost? How can that be a a door opener for someone who notices a piece of jewelry, which I've got an example of that, but I won't go into it. It's too long of of someone sees it and the person wearing it gets to share the gospel. Um, Whatever your lane is, it may not be jewelry. It may not be art. It may be doing something else, but God's got a plan for you. Mm -hmm. And, And he's, and he's, he created you for a reason. When you can walk in there, I can only tell you from experience, it is one of the most peaceful, difficult, joyful, hardship thing. You you know, it's a paradox thing you will ever walk in because the hard parts are you have to die. You have to give it up. You got to let go. You got to not worry about what other people think. You've got to do what he told you to do. No matter what it looks like, you stand firm and you stand you know, solid and you do it. Knowing that even if even if you make a mistake and you will, he's going to pick you up. Mm-hmm. And you know, if any if anybody can gather that out of what I've been through, he's picked me up. <laughs> you know. So anyway, that's awesome. I I normally ask people. <laughs> I normally ask people like their message to young business leaders, but I feel like uh, maybe we already automatically tapped into that in terms of yeah. hearing from God. Yeah, that's the Unity Cross. I mean, I would just say go online, go to our website. There's a video there. Yeah, it, you know, and you'll see it um, if you're interested. You can go take a look. Uh, but it, it, it's one thing that God used to save me. Hmm. What's He going to do to save you? That's awesome. Well, I can't wait for the for the the moment that I hear "Let's go." I, I feel like that's going to be the most exciting and most scary two words that I'll that I'll hear from God. But I, yeah. at, the, at the same time, I, I I have this eager anticipation because it's like, all right, now now I'm tuned in. Now I'm dialed into what 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 he's created me to be right and you may be sitting there right now you just don't know it yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure it out man i'm we're we're, we're chipping away at it yeah i, I think it's one thing uh, it, i think it's it's important to hear from god but i think it's also interpreting what god said too because i don't think he says a lot i think mm-hmm. a lot of times it, it, he is like you said direct and to the point and so right. you know he, he says let's go well what does that mean god no just go just yeah. get get up and, and start moving I think he's worried more about the execution. Yeah. Get it done. Go. Yeah. You know, stand up. Let's go. You know, <laughs> don't, don't, don't look back. You know, don't be lot. You know, don't look back. You, you know, let's go. Yeah. And, and just and just go. You know, um, and, it, and it, if it was easy, everyone would do it. You yeah. know, so I, I respect entrepreneurs uh, beyond belief because uh, if it was easy, everyone would do it. Yeah. Um, but it wouldn't be worthwhile. Um, Entrepreneurs are the people who who uh, put it all on the line 
who uh, risk what they feel is everything, but it really belongs to God. But let's stay in the world for a moment. Yeah. They'll 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 risk everything for a vision to to make it happen, knowing that the end result is going to be amazing, even if you don't. You know, I've had brain surgery twice. I'm not even supposed to be alive, right? God mm-hmm. has you know picked me up and and protected me and. You know, when I go out to Phoenix, you know, they, they always go, hey, here comes the miracle man. And, you know, the nurses, they, they know God. But some of the doctors are kind of like, oh, I'm going to get scientific about it, you know. Um, <laughs> but I look at it this way. Every day as an entrepreneur, uh, augmenting a world's greatest salesman, yeah. you'll live every day as if it were your last, right? Mm-hmm. That was another book I read. Okay, <laughs> that, that one and Zig Ziglar, see you at the top. That's it. Yeah. Um, Get up every morning, live it as if it were your last, because it may be, mm-hmm. you know, you can step off a curb and get hit by a bus. You can have a physical problem. You don't know you're, you, you don't, you're not the author and the finisher of your life. Uh, what you do with the dash between the dates on your tombstone is up to you, you know, yeah. born on this date dash died on this date. What would you do with the dash? And, you know, uh, so I just, entrepreneurs, I respect them. Um, they, it, it, again, if it was easy, everybody would do it and not everybody's cut out to do it. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Learn your lane, know why you're created, know whose you are. And it, and there's your life will change overnight. Absolutely. Mike, I appreciate you taking time to speak to to me and to my audience to share a little bit of your story of Unity Cross, but also kind of your journey of of the old Mike and the new Mike and and kind of how that all has intersected to create kind of where you are today and and the, the influence that you have now to to kind of shine that light uh directly back so mike thank you for being on the podcast listeners remember choose to connect seek development and be inspired we'll catch you on the next podcast